the Commander's Declassified Podcast. If you have made it this far, subscribe. Spit knowledge tonight. Giving out a good Twitter handle. The Commander's Declassified Podcast. We've got a we've got a big show. Just want to see a good game played by our guys. You know, the win and uh, Commanders will win two hundred and sixty-four to nothing. The Commanders Declassified Podcast. Welcome back to the Commanders Declassified Podcast, your home for all things Washington Commanders. Take a second to subscribe on YouTube, on all audio platforms, on Amazon, on Apple Music. We are everywhere that you can consume potty podcast potty. Listen to me. Audio podcast. Anything you like about the Commanders, you can find us there. Check us out at Commanders247.com as well. Now, it just would not be right tonight to start this episode without extending our thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills, uh, who had that incident on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, all prayers to him and his family, uh, lifting them up and the entire Buffalo organization and community. I know how they get down in Buffalo. I know I got a lot of friends in Buffalo. I've been in Buffalo a few times myself those football players are part of the community like nowhere else in the nfl it is amazing and when something like this happens it really rocks the community but especially his family um and those that really love him and around him so we are sending all of our thoughts and prayers over to that young man and his family and to that organization and those fans and the people um of cincinnati as well um you know that were there to see and experience that um just hoping hoping for a quick recovery and uh, all the positive things that can possibly come their way. We do hope that that happens. All right, so the Commanders in their final game of the season, which this has been the quickest uh, season I can ever remember. It felt like we were just starting, and then it was a blur, and then now this is week 18, the last week of the season. Um, But here we are, right? And uh, we're getting ready to take on the Cowboys. So tonight we're going to go pretty in-depth in this matchup. Um, You know the deal for the Commanders. There are no playoff situations or implications on the line. The Cowboys have a lot to play for. Uh, But first, let me say what's up to the homies. Eric, Mr. Eric, Week 18 Blues, how you doing, brother? Um, I'm doing okay. Uh, How are my other two homies doing? I'm solid. Doing real good. Real good. Still a little yeah. cranky uh, from Sunday. I'm, I'm sure you two are as well, most of the people watching. <laughs> I spent the day down in Richmond today at uh, Maymont Park. It's a nice place down there. Oh, so yeah. It's like, uh, down, there. down there. So You got your Zen um, going on there. Yeah, I'm in full Zen Hang mode. Out by the river. Yes, the James <laughs> River, that is. Mm-hmm. Brian, what do the commanders have to play for today? Or Sunday, excuse me. They're playing for the future. Um, they squandered any chance uh, that they had at playoffs at making this a successful season. Ron Rivera uh, said this was uh, third year was supposed to be a jump. It was supposed to be a big year. Well, that's that's all out the window. So they're playing for the future. Uh, there are guys on the, the roster who, uh, who may not be on the roster once the season is over. So they've got to put on some good tape um, for their future team or for this team to, to see whether or not they will keep them around. So uh, this is this is all about uh, the future, uh, about next year, who's going to be here, who's going to not be here, who's going to get released. 
Um, what do we think we have in certain guys, maybe some younger guys? Um, but uh, for us, uh, there's no um, there's no pride gained here by winning an eighth game um, so that uh, you're, you know, seven or eight, eight and one. Um, no, your, your opportunity to to do something special, to uh, to have a really good season is, uh, you know, had been squandered already. So this is a this is about evaluation. This is about uh, looking towards the future and seeing who's going to be on this roster for uh, the next couple of years. Yeah, I'm curious to see if the coordinators are going to cut it loose a little bit more this week um, and maybe just have a more free-flowing game plan just to see what happens now that there's yeah. really nothing to lose. Uh, not I see you're, not, you're shaking your head. Not you're saying no way. Huh? They, they've been running with the same game plan for three years. They haven't even changed. It's the same piece of paper they've been using for three years. They're, they're, yeah. they're sticking to that script. <laughs> they haven't even used an eraser yet, huh? No. <laughs> Eric, how wide is the gap between the Cowboys present day and the Commanders present day? Um, it's I don't think it's as wide as a lot of people think it is. It's about as wide as a, a quarterback and his shoulder pads go. Um, I think talent-wise, you know, skill position-wise uh, particularly, I think they're pretty evenly matched. Um, defensively, I think it's a lot closer uh, then, then you might think, even though Dallas has that crazy pass rush um, and creates a lot of turnovers. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the quarterback position is, is the real difference. And probably offensive line, too. I know Dallas has had some struggles up front um, at times this season, but nothing like what the commanders have had. Uh, but I really don't think – I don't think they're that far off. I, I think the Cowboys are honestly are just as irrelevant as the commanders are. Uh, everybody knows how this is going to end for them um, in about two weeks. Um, and I'm, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think highly of that team in general, just because they have such a long history of failure that, uh, many people in the media and their fan base just wants to ignore, but, uh, they get a lot of hype, you know, the, you know, without, without the, without the star on their helmet, they're basically the Washington, the commanders over the past, you know, 25 years. So, um, yeah, I don't think the difference is that big, honestly, between these two teams. Not to say that we're not going to get, you know, boat race this weekend. We are. We're going to get curb stomped by the Cowboys because they have something to play for and we don't. But, I mean, I, it's, it is it is what it is. I think they definitely have a better uh, uh, coaching staff. Well, better coordinators in place, at least. Um, I think, you know, Kellen Moore knows what he's doing on the offensive side. Uh, Dan Quinn is a very solid defensive coordinator. Um I mean, I have a high opinion of Jack Del Rio as a coordinator as well. I mean, he's really been making chicken salad considering he has, you know, one good safety and no linebackers. Um, he's really done well this season. Um, but, you know, overall, back to your question, I don't think I don't think it's that big of a difference between us. They have a quarterback and we don't. That's the primary difference. Let's run through this real quick because I, I, I find what you say to be very interesting and I don't know how I feel about my own question. But we, but we all would say Dallas unquestionably has the better quarterback situation, correct? Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Let's look at the wide receiver position. Michael Gallup, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, they have Noah Brown, who plays a big part for them, and then C.D. Lamb. And then we have Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Dami Brown, Cam Sims. Which wide receiver room would you go with in that scenario, in that comparison? I'll take ours. I like theirs. They have good, solid receivers. And how did I not know T.Y. Hilton was on that team until like last week? Yeah. I had no idea he was <laughs> on the Cowboys. I thought he was still in Indianapolis. I had no idea. But, uh, 
it's no, I like Dallas's wide receivers a lot. They're really good wide receivers. Uh, I honestly, it's probably a wash, but because you know, our guys are our guys, I'm gonna take our guys. Yeah, no, I if you're just looking at you know, ability catching the football, route running, knowledge, get being able to get separation, get open, you say our guys. But if you actually look at them in the course of a game and the production that they get, you know, unfortunately, I'd have to go Dallas because Dallas actually uses their wide receivers correctly. They spread the ball around. But again, this goes back to quarterback. They have a quarterback who can utilize their guys. We literally just came off a game where Terry got, what, two catches, two targets or something like that. Like for as good as Terry is, guess what? If you don't throw him the football, he's not really that good. Uh, he's just uh, decoration at that point. So, um, you know, from just a, uh, you know, skill level, like actual being able to run around. Yeah, our guys. But um, our guys don't produce, unfortunately, because we don't try to, uh, you know, give them or give them the ability to produce. Right. We don't put Terry in positions to, um, you know, make big plays for us. Dallas, unfortunately, does. Yeah, I think. I'm going to go with our guys. Our guys are the better wide receivers. I think top to bottom, they're better. I think Terry, to me, is better than C.D. Lamb. Um, I think there's some things that C.D. Lamb does that I really, really like. But I just think that Terry is the better overall receiver just because of his grittiness attacking the football. Um, you, I think C.D. Lamb will give you more style points than Terry any day of the week. But I just personally, I take Terry over C.D. Lamb. Um, I think Jahan Dotson's better than Michael Gallup. Uh, I do. So I think our one-two punch is better. Beyond that, I think it's probably the Cowboys after that. But, you know, then you're getting the third and fourth receiver. How are you doing, Curtis, uh, like that? Come on, man. Curtis can play. (sighs) I mean, that's a fair point. He can. I think it goes back to Brian. All he gets is jet sweeps. Yes, that's exactly what it is. You're you're 100% right. Terry can play. Our offense does not know how to take advantage of folks. Yeah. You know, that's that's you're you're hundred percent correct. Our receiver yeah, room is better back, than the Cowboys. Think back to that first game uh with Dallas and they got CD Lamb matched up on Jamin Davis, and that was an easy touchdown. Like we can never get Terry matched up on somebody's linebacker or somebody's third or fourth corner. It uh it, it never works out that way for us or or, you know, our offensive coordinator is never kind of able to uh, to to get some of those big matchups for that big explosive play. So I think they, you know, their receivers just by that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, benefit from being put in advantageous uh, situations. What about the uh, running back situation? Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, Brian Robinson Jr., Antonio Gibson, Jonathan Williams. Uh, Eric, who are you giving the edge to for the running back situation? That's a tough one. Um, I, I like Tony Pollard a lot. He's probably the best of that group, yeah. but he also has a gaping weakness. Have you ever seen him try to pass block? He's not a good. He's <laughs> not, not a good enough. blitz guy. Like I mean, everybody knows at this point, you just blitz Dallas when Tony Pollard's in the game. If he's not running the ball, he's not. He's no help in the pass game. Um, but I mean, running the ball, I think I'd want it in his hands over any anybody else in that group. Um, Zeke's, you know, still getting it done, but his best days I think are behind him. Brian Robinson's, I think best days are ahead of him. And, uh, Antonio Gibson is kind of in that Curtis Samuel boat where he's just not really getting the touches and the usage that he probably should be. Um, he's not a between the tackles runner. He's not an every down runner, but he's very good in space and we just aren't great at getting him the ball in space. So I'm going to call it a wash as well. Um, even though I, I, no, I'm going to give it to Dallas. Actually, I'll, I'll give Dallas the edge and running back. 
Yeah, this is another one of those, uh, well, you know, if you just look at skill set, what these guys can do, um, we should have it hands down. But then you look at how Dallas uses uh, their guys. They know what their guys are good at, and they use that. They know what Zeke is good at, and they use them for that, right? They don't have Zeke splitting out wide to uh, to try to catch passes and things like that. They know exactly what he's good for. But I'm going with our guys. I think our guys are younger. I think um, if they utilized a little bit more, you'd see a lot better production. I think they they are extremely productive uh, despite, you know, the limitations of our offensive line and our offensive uh, coordinator and some of the play calling. Uh, we're still able to produce yards uh, from the running back position on the ground and through the air. Um, both Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson, they can catch, uh, they can pass block, they can run between the tackles, they can run outside. Uh, Jonathan Williams, uh, another kind of spark plug type uh, running back as well, too. I think he's uh, really good. So I like our guys a little bit better. Yeah, I I agree, Eric. I think Tony Pollard is probably the best of all of them, but I think as a collective unit, I think I will give the edge to the commanders. And maybe I'm just ash burning the situation, as they say. But I, I'll give the edge to us. The offensive lines, I'm not going to read all the names, but uh, who do you give the edge to on the offensive line aspect? I'm going Cowboys, by the way. But go ahead, Eric. I would give the edge to five – parking cones outside my house <laughs> over our offensive line. Our, yeah. Run blocking our offensive line is, is reasonably effective. Pass protection, they just can't do it. I can't give our offensive line the nod over anybody in the league. Yeah. Not that I've seen every line, you know, in depth, but our offensive line is so bad, I can't just assume that they're better than anybody. Yeah, yeah if we were talking about maybe the past two seasons, I, I might say there'd be more of an argument for our guys, but no, they, they've been bad this year. Um play calling aside they just haven't been good enough not even in the run game where they're you know they're above average in the the run game they just they oftentimes get no push um in the run game and then in the pass game i mean it's 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 really bad i mean you know one through five um you know they're just not very good in the uh in the past game this year so that's uh that's a dallas all the way unfortunately yeah tight ends they have dalton schultz uh, who went bananas? They had uh, I don't know who else they got, but we have Logan Thomas. Um, it seems like the only healthy guy, John Bates. Sometimes, <laughs> who are you guys giving the edge to from a tight end perspective? I'm going to go Cowboys with Dalton Schultz over what we are bringing to the table. Yeah, probably our Logan Thomas had an okay game last week, but he's been so inconsistent all year. Um, and really, in the NFL speaking from a, a fantasy football perspective, at least tight end is all, it's just, you just hope your guy has one huge week because nobody's, nobody's consistently good except like Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. After those two, it's, it's like, you're just kind of hoping that this guy catches four touchdowns in a game, which probably might happen at some point in the season, but it's not consistent. Um, our tight ends certainly haven't had one of those games at all this year. Um, Cole Turner hasn't developed at all from what I can tell. They're still trying to make him block, which is not working. Uh, John Bates, I don't know if he's just not healthy. What's going on? He's just not in there very often. He's okay when he's in there. He's a good run blocker, okay receiver. Um, Logan Thomas hasn't been right all year, so uh, I'll have to give it to Dallas just because our tight ends haven't been great at all. Right. 
Yeah, um, I, I would go with Dallas, and not because the the Dallas tight ends are talented. I don't think they're very talented at all, but they're they're used correctly. We rarely try to get our tight ends matched up on a strong safety or matched up on a linebacker. Um, we have Cole Turner trying to run block. I mean, we we don't utilize our guys correctly uh, at all. And you know, Eric said it. Logan Thomas has been in and out of the lineup. He's been hurt. Uh, we haven't probably seen him um, at a hundred percent yet this year. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't think Juan Castillo is that great of a uh, tight end coach. And I think it shows in, uh, you know, what these guys have uh, produced here this year. And uh, very disappointing because I think there's more talent um, than what we're seeing um, production-wise on the field. So uh, it's Dallas, unfortunately. Yeah, they also have that Ferguson tight end who had a really big game a couple weeks ago. Um, so they got a little bit of depth at the tight end position. Uh, I'm going to speed this up. On the D-line, I'm not going to include uh, Parsons there. We're going to do the linebackers separately. Um, I think regardless of who they have, they do have Demarcus Lawrence. They got a couple other guys there that are pretty good. I think our defensive line is far and away better than the Cowboys defensive line. Any arguments there? Yeah, I'll take our D line over yeah. uh, outside maybe San Francisco, any other D line in the league. Yeah, I like uh, awesome. yeah, I like ours. If if all of our guys are healthy, I like our guys. Yeah. Linebackers, they have Micah they're just the Cowboys, but they have Micah Parsons. They have uh, Anthony Barr. Um, they got a couple other guys. I'm probably skipping over guys just for the sake of time. But is there any question that this is not the Cowboys as the answer here? We only have one linebacker, so, um, yeah. yeah. Jay, I mean, I like Jamin, but he uh, Dallas definitely has the linebacking core. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a difference in first-round pick linebackers between those two, and uh, it's not close. Dallas all the way. Yeah. They have uh, the secondary wise. I mean, they're they're the big guy is Trayvon Diggs. Uh, they got Nation Wright, Joseph Kelvin, J. Ron Curse, Donovan Wilson, who I think is probably a little better than people are giving credit for. Malik Hooker is in there. Um, you know, they got a couple of guys there in our secondary. Fuller. We don't know what St. Juice health situation is. We don't know what Curl's health situation is. Uh, we do have DeForest, or excuse me, Derek Forrest and. Um, oh, uh, Bobby McCain and uh, Danny Johnson. So um, uh, Dallas' secondary can be thrown on quite a bit. They make opportune plays, but they get picked apart like on a regular basis by uh, – They're very dependent on their defensive line, much like our secondary. Yeah. Very, very right. dependent on pressure up front. If you If the defensive line doesn't get home, the secondary is suspect. Um, that yeah. said, I'd still take them over ours. Depending on if Cam curls in our secondary, I'll take ours because they don't know what they're doing back there if he's not <laughs> on the field. So uh, they play very well together as a unit when curls out there, but they just fall apart if he's not there. Yeah, the, the thing with Dallas uh, secondary is – yeah, Eric said it. The defensive line allows Trayvon Diggs to take so many chances. He's not that great of a cornerback, but when he takes those chances, he usually ends up coming down with the football. And it, unfortunately, we haven't had a quarterback who can kind of take advantage of, uh, you know, his kind of uh, gambling nature and uh, make him pay for uh, some of those uh, risks that he takes. Um, so I, I would go with them. But uh, yeah, if Cam Curl uh, is healthy, I, I think it's us. Uh, I mean, we We've seen the effect of not having Cam Curl in there. And some people say he's a strong safety. Cam Curl is the one communicating back in the back end. Remember before, uh, once Cole Holcomb went out, 
Cam Curl was the guy calling the defensive plays before Jamin was it ready enough to take over uh, calling defensive plays. He is that intelligent and that smart. He knows where guys are supposed to be lined up. And you can see it now. We don't know where to line up. We're letting people run free through the secondary since he's been out. So I don't think that's a coincidence at all. Um, if Curl's healthy, it's us. But uh, if not, I would have to go with uh, with Dallas. I've softened my stance on Diggs, though. I think he is a very good corner. But he can get he can he gives up plays, but he's a really good corner. He especially when it comes to taking the ball away, he's an absolute ball yeah. hog back there. Yes. Um, and he, you know, I used to think that he wasn't a very good corner, but I think he is a very good corner. I, I think he's a lot better than early in his career. Um, but he still is susceptible to giving up plays if the pass rush can't get home, and if you have a quarterback that can beat him. And this week, uh, the pass rush will get home, and there will be no quarterback to beat him. Yeah. He's one of those guys where if your quarterback puts it on the numbers, you're going to complete a lot of passes on him. But if your quarterback is missing his target by any amount, he's super dangerous. And I think that's what we have up and down this roster is quarterbacks that miss their mark on most of their on a lot of their throws. It doesn't matter who you're talking about. They will get it to the receiver, but that receiver is going to have to make an athletic catch 99% of the time. At least that's what it seems like. I'm going to go with Cow the Cowboys secondary just because of the turnovers. I mean, in today's NFL, you don't really stop teams unless you're an elite defense, but you do take the ball away. I mean, those are essentially your stops in the NFL, right? Teams score on a lot of their a lot more of their possessions than they used to now with field goals, touchdowns, et cetera. But we don't. Yes, that's correct. But uh, you know, turnovers are game changers in in such a magnified way than what it used to be now. Um, so I, I'm going to take the Cowboys secondary because they do get those turnovers. All right, Brian. You're the Cowboys um, defense. How do you prepare for our offense this week? Um, I go back to uh, my 2020 game plan and uh, just review that because it's been the same offense uh, since 2020 for uh, for Washington. So uh, there's nothing I need to do differently than what I've done over the past uh, three seasons that have allowed me to uh, to kind of dominate this uh, this offense here. So I'm just going to pressure the quarterback. I'm going to play tight on uh, their receivers and disrupt their timing. And I'm going to send Marcus uh, Micah Parsons from any direction I can, whatever the weakest link on the offensive line is is, whether it's Trey Turner, whether it's Cornelius Lucas, Sam Cosme, uh, Wes Schweitzer, Andrew Norwell, Charles Leno. I'm going to send him off any and every uh, corner edge. And hopefully, um, because, you know, they played us, uh, they they already know that they're going to use a, a tight end to probably try to block Micah Parsons. So that plays right into their hands. And they're going to stress us as much as they can uh, with their pressure. They've got a couple of pass rushers outside of Micah Parsons yeah. with Dorrance, uh, Dorrance Armstrong Jr. and Demarcus Lawrence. So they're going to be uh, moving those guys around and they're going to be doing, uh, Ellie, what was the thing that they did with Heineke last year where they roll over him and on the ground and like um, pose next to him uh, that they did that? That last year i mean I, I expect more of that this year yeah 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 that they just showed no respect to uh yeah. heineke last year yeah there's no other um, way to uh to, uh, to cut it i think you know, we're in such a horrible position from the quarterback perspective this week because look at yeah look at look at what these quarterbacks have yeah. Yeah. Look at what the quarterbacks have to play for this week. Taylor Heineke has to play for his NFL future if he plays. Uh, 
Carson Wentz has to play for his NFL future if he plays. Sam Howell has to play for his NFL future if he plays. So generally speaking, I think all of these quarterbacks' backs are against the wall in a game that is otherwise largely meaningless in terms of, you know, future standing for this organization. And Well, I got to be honest with you. If Sam Howell doesn't start this week, I'm probably not going to watch the game. Exactly. I have I have no interest in watching Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke run this offense against the Cowboys. Taylor, uh, Sam Howell at least makes it interesting and gives me something to uh, gives me something to to latch onto. I don't care if he's good. I don't care if he's bad. I just exactly. want to see something. I just don't want to see Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke out there. You know what they're going to bring to the offense. You know, yep. Sam Howell. The Cowboys don't have any film on him. He's got Heineke speed. He's got a strong arm. You know, maybe he can run around and make a few plays. He's going to make mistakes. Of course he is. He's a, he's a rookie who's never played before. But at this point, you have nothing left to play for. And nobody yeah. wants to see the two quarterbacks that you've had out here all year. Uh, so I, I want to see Sam Howell this week. And I've not been on board with playing him all season. Um, but now is now that the season's over and both of our quarterbacks, um, particularly Wentz, have just been bad. Uh, Heineke's not been good the past few weeks either. So I just want to see something different. And if he's not out there, you have lost a viewer commanders. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, with Wentz, you know, Ron has already said this week, you know, hey, we're, we're still looking for quarterback uh, or QB one. So, um, you know, he all but uh, or he essentially confirmed, you know, we're still looking for QB one. So that means Wentz isn't coming back here. So you're not going to give reps to a guy that's not coming back. Heineke, Heineke's already solidified what he is. Um, and if anything, he probably further solidified it with his play this year. He's a high level backup. So Heineke's going to get a contract somewhere, uh, whether it's it's from us or whether it's from another NFL team. So he he doesn't really have anything to prove in this game. Like it's not like Heineke isn't going to have a job after this. I think there will be some team out there who will give him a job to hold a clipboard um, based off of how he's played these past two seasons. So I think he's fine. The only guy on the roster after that is uh, who's going to be here is Sam Howell. And yes, you absolutely need to see Sam Howell play because here's the thing. Quarterback is the most important position. If you don't have one, then you should be constantly looking for one. You should be taking one in the draft every year until you find your guy who can lead your team for the next 10 to 15 years. And if Sam Howell can't play, then you need to cut him. You need to cut him, uh, trade him, move on from him, and find somebody else who can be on the roster uh, to help your football team. So it's imperative that you play him and see him. And if he stinks, guess what? You can release him and move on from him <clears throat> and draft another guy who may help your organization. But keeping him on the roster without seeing him play and just taking up a roster spot makes no sense to me. We're not good enough to do those types of things. We're not the New England Patriots. We're not the Steelers. We're not the Packers. We don't have the luxury of not playing guys um, that – uh, you know, that can potentially help our team. So, um, you know, Heineke, Heineke's already solidified that he's a, um, uh, you know, a, a high-end backup. He'll get a contract somewhere. Wentz isn't going to be here. Rivera confirmed that. We need to see what Hal is or is not. If he is something, great. If he is not, we need to pull on from him and we need to go get somebody else in here. Well, I personally have zero interest in this team pursuing a quarterback in the offseason. I want Hal to start this week, and I want him to be the week one starter. Yeah. And I don't want to win seven games next year. I don't want Taylor Heineke here next year because I don't want to win seven games. I want to win one game, 
yes. or zero games, or I want to win. I want to make the playoffs. I am done winning. I'm done with this purgatory. So if Sam Howell is not the guy, let him stink it up next year. Ron Rivera is going to be gone. This whole everybody's going to be gone after next year. Let him yep. stink it up. Go in, pick your guy in 2024. Make Caleb it happen. Williams. I couldn't. I couldn't care less about 2023 if things uh, stay as they are, because I'm pretty sure things are going to stay as they are, and we know what's going to come. Seven wins is going to come next year. Taylor Heineke is going to come back with Ron Rivera, and when you know he's going to be in and out of the lineup, they're going to start off one and five. They're going to win three or four games in a row. Then they're going to lose out, and they're going to finish seven and ten. And I'm sick of doing that. Get all those guys. I, as much as I like Taylor, I've been a I've been a Taylor supporter this year. I have no interest in seeing him as my QB1 anymore. Just get him off the team so that's not even an option. Roll yeah. with Sam Howell. Draft somebody in the seventh round this year. And, you know, who's that guy, Jake from State Farm? Yeah, let him let him do something. I couldn't care less. I either want to be great or I want to be terrible. I want to find – I want Sam Howell to be Tom Brady or I want him to be Nathan Peterson. I just don't want to win seven games next year. Exactly. Agreed. You know – uh Heineke has earned himself a place in the NFL. And I think oh, yeah. he'll probably be in the NFL yep. for another six years if he wants to be yeah. as a backup on good teams with the potential to play in playoff games as a support role. Everybody thinks that we hate Taylor Heineke on this podcast. We do not. You hate Taylor Heineke. <laughs> yeah. I've never said anything. I've never said a bad like word about it all. Yeah. We hate the idea of Taylor Heineke as a long-term starter. And there is a distinct difference between those two things. We're not bagging on them. We're not ragging on them. We are looking at the prospect for long-term growth within this organization. And you have seen where he's at with that. I don't know if he's back next year or not. My guess is he probably isn't because, unless Scott Turner has something to say about it, because of what, you know, he, he I think he probably wants a different opportunity. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But I'm with you, Eric. Um, I don't want to see him play against the Cowboys. I just because I have a feeling he has too much to prove. And when he gets outside of himself, that's when the really bad games start to happen. Um, I don't want to see that against this opportunistic Cowboys defense. I am officially over Wentz, period. I don't want to see that man anywhere near the field. Change your name to Felicia Carson. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm I just can't emotionally and mentally invest myself in a fifth round pick. I just well, you don't, you don't need have to. to. Yeah, it's the no, last. Just enjoy the last just year. Sit back and watch. Next That's year is a waste. Next no, year no, is a no, no one's saying he's the uh, the franchise quarterback, but you this, need to see if uh, you got to cut him. Dude, this is what's going to happen. Somehow he's going to come out against the Cowboys, do just well enough. To get light people him up. all excited and all offseason going to hear about he's our number one guy going to the offseason. They yep. shouldn't even look at anybody else. Yep. I don't want that. Like they I, go one and sixteen next year and pick number yeah, exactly. one overall in twenty four. Go Not for it. He's a fifth and, 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 if he, done if, with if, what we've been doing. If Sam Howell gets us Caleb Williams, you will love Sam Howell because that is that's the goal right like we want that quarterback in 2024 because we're not going to draft one next year and we don't have one right now and there's no free agent no. uh veteran quarterback who's going to come, come on. here on a one-year deal so sam howe deserves more than that i don't i don't want to see him this year let's let him compete and i want to see him this year i'm not I'm watching I, you weren't here when i said it i'm not watching the game if he doesn't play i couldn't yeah. i do not want to see carson wentz or taylor heineke running this team this offense this weekend i have zero i got a wedding to be at i'm going to record it if uh, I look at it and see that that Sam Howell didn't play, then I'm not even. I'm just going to erase it and, and wait for 2023. 20, <laughs> 
zero inches, less than zero interest. I could not be less interested in not in seeing anyone other than Sam Howell quarterback this team this weekend. Maybe Jake Fromm, but he kind of he, I've seen him with the Giants. Oh no, he's terrible. No, put put Sam Howell in there. The Cowboys have no film on Sam Howell. Let him run around, exactly. play backyard football like Taylor does, but he's got a better arm. Yep. And just see what happens. And if he throws five picks, who cares? Because yeah, exactly. guess what? Taylor and Carson, probably we're going to throw five picks too. So I, <laughs> exactly. You're going to get the no same result. Why if, not if have he fun? Sucks, if he sucks, cut him, and then yeah. you move on. If he, exactly. if he plays right. decent, you keep him. And uh, hopefully we get uh, we get the number one picks next year. It's, it's such an oversimplification. If how no, it's not. Play, Look yeah, at what we've had at quarterback all season. We have nothing yeah. to play for. Why would you give your fans the same garbage you've been feeding them all season when you have no chance? Like I was, I was all about keeping Heineke in when we were still in line for a playoff spot. I was all about you could switch to switch to Wentz because Heineke was kind of you could yeah. see him falling off. Make the switch to Wentz. That didn't work. We are eliminated from the playoffs. There is zero point to play either of those guys. Let but your bro, young guy play, bros. Let me apply logic to this situation, okay? If How comes out in his first ever start. And we all agree he needed work, a lot of work coming out of school. And he just completely blows up, right, in a negative way. Mm -hmm. He's not him. getting back on track for his career, guys. Like, if he's if – well, That doesn't matter, though. Like, we're not his matter. parent. We're not, not his dad. We're not his dad. We release him and move on. He's oh, the next Drew Brees. That's yeah. Not, Look, we man, if he's not – See, I don't really agree with that. If you could, if you get thrown to the wolves against, you know, the, the pass rush of Dallas and you have a bad game – to end the season, you're going to have a long off season, but it's on you. And if Sam Howell has been doing the work, he's, he's been putting the work in on his own this year, learning the offense, being ready to run, give him a week of reps, let him roll out there. He's not going to have that. I mean, uh, he may or may not, if he doesn't have talent, but I've seen enough of him to know that he can, he will be able to make plays. He's going to yes. make good and bad plays. I don't think he's going to have a great, I don't think he's going to throw four touchdowns, no picks. I don't think he's going to throw zero touchdowns, uh, four picks. I think he's going to have probably like a, a mid-level game, probably won't win. If he throws for, you know, 180, 200 yards, throws a touchdown, throws two picks, not the end of the world. I don't yeah, think he's yes, – I, I personally – if he's if he hasn't – if he melts down this weekend, he more than likely has not been putting the work in to be, to, to be the starting quarterback. Exactly. And if he hasn't been doing that, he doesn't need to be the starting quarterback. Exactly. And, and at Give that me point – what, what logical reason, Ellie, do you have – to want to see Taylor no, Heineke or no, no, Carson no. Wentz on the field this you weekend. Can't, you can't say logic and then say want. Those two things don't go together. Logic and want aren't the same thing. They're not Give me one game. good reason to play Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz this weekend. I don't have a good reason. There isn't one, exactly. Look. Give me one good reason not to play. Here's a, Okay, so there's problems with all of them. and I know we're getting off track, but there's problems with all of them. This is exactly what – we're not off track at all. This is exactly the conversation I was waiting if to have. Everybody wants to hear Listen, this. I'm going to answer your question. That's right now. I'm going to answer your question. Here, here's the issue with all of them. If Heineke plays poorly, that is a reflection on him in terms of his future career earnings. You don't want that for him. The guy gave us his heart and soul. He deserves to go get a good backup job somewhere. Uh, if he plays great, here we go off season again with this. this is our guy, our QB1 next year. You know, I don't, I can't do that again. If Wentz plays poorly, that, that, Wentz is the least harmful of all of these, in my opinion. If he plays poorly, his career's over. Who cares at this point, right? Who cares? But if he plays any type of well and beats the Cowboys, Ron, the ball when Ron Rivera's head goes off, bing, 
oh, maybe he just needs more time in his offense. It's possible he could be back, right? If Howe plays great, then we got to go in this offseason and we're like, we found our guy. And, we, you know, I, I don't want that. I want, I want them to pursue guys, let them compete, right? I want another rookie in here, a high blue chip caliber rookie, period. But if Howe blows up, Howe's done. How do you like if he has like a, a terrible game? He's a fifth round pick. It doesn't matter if he's uh I know, if he bro, but it's not right. So, like, what I honestly give me from I'm like I'm that serious. Give me from you want to go. Oh, you would try to run that quarterback sneak from the fourth and nine. <laughs> from the, the, like the, bro, I, just, Jones, right? the I don't the alternative the alternative is just I, I don't I just don't want our coach no. getting bright ideas. That's yeah. all. I just don't. I don't I just the, don't the, see the, from a entertainment perspective as a fan. I can't imagine how you would want to see Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz up against Dallas this weekend with nothing to play for. Give me from. It's not like we're trying to make a game from. Nothing to lose. Nothing He's to a lose. Practice. You have nothing to lose. Play Sam Howell. Yeah. If you have all your roster, Sam Howell being your future quarterback, he. In my opinion, but you can say it all play. season that Sam Howell is not the future quarterback. I know. I, in, I, I, I'm not changing my mind. I'm talking to the people that do believe that. I don't. He's a fifth round pick to me. I don't know. I just exactly. look. Statistically he's a fifth speaking, round pick to me too. There's no reason speaking, to play. It's it's an improbability that Sam Howell is your QB one of the future. For everybody listening, you're gonna hit the comments and be like Lawrence or Ellie's a hater. No, I'm not. Statistical probability says it's improbable that he is your QB one because it almost never happens. And you're going to say, oh, Tom Brady. And I'm going to say once in every 20 years is not a good equation of success for you to judge that by. But if you have any hope of giving him a chance, you cannot play him this week against no. this team with so oh, much yeah. to play for before he's ready. That's I all. want him to be QB1 week one next year. And I, I've already given yeah. my reason why. Do you want this coaching staff that is not going to be around in 2024 to take a mid first round quarterback who they're not drafting? If you're you're picking a quarterback at like 14, he's probably a second round talent that you're reaching for because that's what happens with quarterbacks taken in the teens for the most part. So you want to invest high, you want to invest draft capital on a lame duck coaching staff for a mid mid tier quarterback potentially with very limited upside that you're just going to ruin and probably run out of town when the next you're going to do Dwayne Haskins all over again. Yeah. yeah. RIP to Haskins. I don't want that, Eric. What do you this, want? This, That's this, what I want to know. I want Jake Fromm because that gives us – it's a palate cleanser and we move on. Listen, before you go, Brian, hold on. <laughs> this staff from day number one, week number one, made it very clear, and I said this on other shows before we started doing our show, they had no interest in drafting and developing a quarterback. It's not going to happen this offseason, even if they could do it. I agree with you. They can't do it because they're lame duck or the organization shouldn't allow them to do it. They have no interest. Ron Rivera is going to try to find a way to win. He's not going to bank on doing that with the rookie quarterback. We're going vet mode all over again this offseason. It period. What vet is going to come here to yeah. play for a one play in a dump stadium with a lame duck coach and a fan base that's uh, yeah. uh stadiums half empty? You're picking between Andy Dalton or James Winston or yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. That's who you're or picking. Gardner, Gardner, you're picking Gardner yeah. Min. Oh, no, he's priced. Yeah. yeah, maybe Gardner Min. I, 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 I'd take Gardner Minshew. I like the mullet, but. You're going to win well, seven I, games I, next year. You're setting yourself up to win seven games next year. That's what you're yeah. doing when you go if you go vet quarterback because 
Derek Carr is not going to choose to come here. Ryan Tannehill is going to have options. He's not going to come here. Tom Brady, <laughs> dude, he is not coming here. Anybody, any of the any of the higher end free agents that are out there are not going to choose DC. So are we going to trade picks for another uh, for you know we did it uh, once. Matt Ryan? We did or it once. We're going to bring in Matt Ryan. No. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. I, I, That's what I'm saying. You're going to give up draft capital in a year where you could have higher picks because you're going to be terrible. I I will shave my head next offseason. That's really much of up, You're late. <laughs> yeah, in but, April, I will shave my head if they draft a quarterback. I can promise you it will be another bet option if they're going to try to plug into this system. That's what they're going to do. But Probably is, which is stupid because Ron Rivera yeah, wants to win seven games. The, the vet option is going to be Hal. And, Ellie, if it's a statistical improbability, then there's no reason not to let him play and to let him fail if that's what the uh, the numbers say because that that's that's our best route right now. We're, that, that veteran is not coming here, right? It's going to be another veteran that we're going to have to probably pay a bunch of money to come here or trade for. Uh, and, and who wants to do that? Uh, Ron is going to have to do this. He's going to have to say, okay, I'm going to run into this season with Hal and we're going to be, you know, one in 15 or one in 16, whatever that case may be. I mean, that's, that's it. Let's, let's see what this guy has. He's a fifth round pick. We're not as fun. We, Brian, we, we, we could release him. Look, I would cut any one of these dudes. I, I, I love the team, but I want to win more than anything. And I would cut every last one of them if it would mean that we could win more games. Uh, so Sam Howell, as much as I believe in him and I think he could do something, I'll cut him tomorrow if it means I can win for the rest of, uh, you know, for the next five to ten years. Like, uh, you know, we can't get stuck on these guys. If they're not going to help us, we got we to move on from them. We just I'm, do. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just telling you the logic behind it doesn't make any sense. It makes and, perfect sense. The, the other thing what that, you're saying is nonsensical. The other thing that you I want think, Jake Fromm to play quarterback. Yes, who hasn't taken a, a hasn't taken a backup there. snap. He's it's been a, on the practice squad all year. He is a, He doesn't even know the offense. Cares. Do you care about winning this game? Who cares? No, I just care about game. seeing Sam Howell play. No way. I'm not interested. I'm not. I'm telling you, if anybody other than Sam Howell plays this game, I'm not watching. <laughs> take that, guys, Daniel Snyder. Take awful. that, Ron Rivera. You're Jason making Wright. the look. You guys are also making the assumption that Howell was drafted to be anything other than a backup quarterback, which fifth round picks generally are drafted to be. No, right? I'm making the assumption. I'm actually not making an assumption. At all I'm making the statement that I have no interest in watching Taylor Heineke or Carson Wentz this week. <laughs> There's no assumption behind that. And anybody who anybody who does who wants to see one of those guys on the field or Jake Fromm <laughs> on the field throwing lame ducks like Danny Werfel used to. Like, I can't, I don't even know what you're looking at. There's, I want to see something that I haven't seen before. And I haven't seen Sam Howell play. That's yeah, the well, only thing that, that would get me to watch this game. We we know the it's not going to be Wentz. There, there were fans literally throwing Wentz jerseys onto the field that's, at FedEx Field last Sunday. So they, it's not going to be Wentz because uh, uh, people, I, they were throwing jerseys before on last Sunday. I don't know what they'll be throwing uh, this Sunday if uh, if Wentz rolls out there as a starter. So Probably their season ticket subscriptions. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, all right, look, all I'm saying is I, I I'm not a person – I'm a logical person, and I don't bet on the future of Sam Howell. But if he surprises us, I'm going to be happy about that, that we resolve that position, period. He's never going to surprise you because you won't let him play. How are you going to be surprised? Bro, Put the on the field, season, see what he can do. Preseason. If you, you know what? You guys are going to make me out to be the bad guy, and I'm not going to be the bad guy. guy. You are 100% the bad guy. There's <laughs> – 
You might as well be wearing like a, a bandana. Bad cop, good cop. Put that hood up over your eyes. Yeah. You, look, you can look like the mugger because you're 100% the bad guy. I can't. All right. All right. Outside of the quarterback position and situation, um, Eric, all right, you're Scott Turner. What are you doing this game? What are you, what are you trying to get accomplished this game? Well, I'm emptying the bench like a fourth quarter of an NBA game and a blowout. We're sending out Popeye Jones and Kiki Vandaway. Like, I, I just want to see, remember those guys, uh, I want to see, I want to see guys, like, I don't want to, I don't want Terry McLaurin to get like a career ending injury this week. I don't want no, to, you know, no. to do, I couldn't care less. We're going to lose this game. I don't want to be, I don't care if we're competitive in this game, but if I'm Scott Turner, um, no, if I'm the offensive coordinator, I'm going to put Sam Howell in. I'm going to give him a set the of Ami Brown. And let, the, yeah, put Diami in there. Say, say, you know, Diami's down there somewhere. Chuck it. I want Sam Howell chucking the ball all over the place. And when it and when it's not there, tuck it and run. Um, hand off to Jarrett Patterson. And you know, that's that's what I want to see. I don't I don't want to see. I mean, I know what game plan I'm going to see from Scott Turner. He's going to run a bunch of jet sweeps and slow developing plays. They're going to get killed in the backfield. You're going to have Trey Turner and uh, Andrew Norwell running into each other again. Um, it's going to be an embarrassment. I at least want to see some excitement out of this. Uh, so let listen to me, Scott Turner. Put Sam in, and let him play backyard football and frustrate the Cowboys a little bit, because that's your only chance at winning. Yeah. The one outcome you cannot have is injuries to core players that extends into the off season, where they're missing off season time. You can't have that. I don't care what they want to see from anybody. I don't care about contract incentives. I know the players do, but you cannot risk an injury to any of your key core players um well how many of those guys are there because it's it's terry john allen uh what cam curl jamin who else uh duran's on an expiring contract he's probably yeah, gonna take put him out there no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah no, like he's not that, signing back here like i don't yeah, I don't care if he plays. Um, awesome. You know, Andrew Norwell. I don't care if he plays. Trey Turner. Yeah, Andrew I don't Norwell care if he can stay out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he can play quarterback, carries. bro. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, uh, Trey Turner. They, they can stay. Yeah, I think Garrett um, Patterson probably didn't want him out there, but yeah, uh, as far as if, I'm concerned, they can stay. I I don't know. I, I'll be interested to see what Gibson if he plays or his usage because this legit could be Gibson's last game for Washington. Um, it just seems like they don't know what to do with him. Does and he have one more year or no? I think he does. But I think, you know, there could be teams interested in him this offseason. Um, plus, Gibson was a third-round pick, right? So what is this year? This will be – This will be – this is the year three, so it'll be his fourth. So it's his contract year. year coming up. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's options. Who knows? Um, and what do you want – I don't know. What do you want to come back? I don't know. But um, I just – Dude, just don't get anybody hurt that matters. That's all I'm saying. Um, I would love to see Cam Sims get some run. You know, we keep paying him. <laughs> Put the man on the field. Jeez. Yeah. Cam uh, Sims and De'Ami Brown. Yeah. Let him start. Put him out there. Let him start. And let him catch him passes from Sam Howell. They've been working together all season with the third team. <laughs> right. Even the guys he's covered with. Terry Dude. McLaurin should be in street clothes. Yep. Put Jahan in street clothes. John Allen, I hope he's on IR. He got hurt last week. I don't want to see him out there. Yeah, no. Chase can he play because he needs he needs to work back into shape. Let Chase Young play. Yeah. No, no. Put Chase yeah. on ice so we don't have the nah, same let him play. situation. What about Montez Sweat? Montez Sweat. He's going into his fifth year. He needs year. to play. He needs to play. It's, it's, injury, it's guaranteed play. for injury, man. I don't know. 
Are you leaning towards uh, bringing Sweat back if you know if you had to make the decision today? I mean, yeah, if you can. I'm it's drafting an edge rusher. Yeah, I mean, I'm planning for the future, but you know, yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I would give him. I would do him like I did Payne and just let him play out this the last year and see if he, you know, if his value goes up or down. Um, it would suck. It would suck to lose him because I like Sweat a lot. He's actually a really good, uh, a lot better run defender than I expected him to be. I just thought he was going to be like a pure pass rusher, but he he's he's a pretty good all around edge. Um, but yeah, he's going to be expensive. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not offering I'm not extending him going into next year at all. But if he uh, if he balls out and you can afford it, then bring him back. Sure. I got um, a, I got a, I got a curveball for you guys. I uh, I put this uh, this scenario out on Twitter for 2023. Um, Ron Rivera comes back, no changes, nothing, no changes to the staff, no changes, maybe minimal on the uh, the roster, but uh, just comes back as is. Option one, option two, Ron comes back, uh, minimal change or some changes, right? He has a co-offensive coordinator that he adds, who uh, is a new play caller, helps change the offense. Um, and then three, the third option, Rivera retires. He's had enough. He's done enough. Uh, and he says, you know what? I'm stepping away. What's most likely in, uh, in that scenario for, uh, for Rivera and this coaching staff going into 2023, cause can't fire him, right? There, no one wants to, uh, to do that and pay out, uh, coaches salaries before a sale of the team. So what do you think happens? Does Ron make any changes? Uh, nope. I mean, this was his big year, right? This was the year that everything was supposed to change this year. We were supposed to win 11, 12, 13 games. It didn't happen. So is it uh, does he make any changes or we're going to stick with the plan? We're sticking with he's he is not a guy who's going to make changes like that. I mean, it took he you know, he let one coach go this year and it was like right before the season started. Uh yeah. Sam Mills, um I don't see him making any changes. If he's if he I actually would not at all be be surprised to see him retire like step away just that's, walk away from the money too, like yeah. it would not surprise me at all the way he's looked yeah. the past couple of weeks yeah. especially this week in his press conferences he looks like he just wants out um yeah exactly. if that happens that is an absolute like worst case scenario for this team because you know you've got a front office that he put in place that's not going to be around when the new owner takes over the new owner is not going to take over until the spring at least um how are you going to hire a head coach you, you know, you have to abide by the Rooney rules. You have to, you know, are you going to promote a coach and then let the new owner fire him? Like, how is that going to work? Because the yeah. you know, basically this this whole organization was put in place by Ron. And if he leaves and you have all these rules to abide by, I don't know what you're going to do. So they better hope that's not the case. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the most likely scenario to me is he's not going to change anything. He's going to come back with everybody. Maybe Del Rio leaves just because he's sick of being here. Um, and he moves Juan Castillo to defensive coordinator or something. Um, no, but, not Juan. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, I, I can't see him making any changes because he's so steadfast in what he believes works. And yeah. he is committed to winning seven games. So uh, I think he's not changing anything. <laughs> Ellie, what uh, do you think? I, I think we take for granted how well and how highly thought of Rivera is in NFL circles. And I, it feels like a foregone conclusion that he's going to be gone with a new owner. But I don't know because Rivera is really well respected in NFL circles. Um, now, I think 
I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> I, I quite truthfully, and I'm going to say this, and I'll probably regret saying this later, but if there was a commitment to getting an independent general manager and there was a commitment to getting new coordinators that are not friends of his from his past or any tie to his past, I could rock with Rivera as just the head coach, right? Um, and, and if he got real legitimate coordinators underneath him, that he just let them do their thing and he let a roster guy build the roster, I can rock with that. But it's not going to happen. <laughs> How do you take back that type of control when you've already granted that type of control to someone? So <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I guess it, a lot of it depends on what happens with Dallas, too. I don't know, because that might change how I feel about things. But yeah, yeah. it just, uh, you know, listening to him in this press conference, you know, the one right after the game and then uh, the one yesterday. I mean, he he sounded defeated and not defeated just because he lost the game, but defeated as in like, man, I have no answers. Everything I thought was true is now not true. Right. I thought fire was hot. Now it's not like that type of defeated. Like he just doesn't know what is what up is down uh, type of thing. And it, 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 it was kind of sad, you know, listening to him. Um, and, you know, he, they, you know, reporters asked him to justify or to say what's the best thing that he's done here so far. And all he could point to was, uh, you know, the, oh, the, well, he did a couple of things defensively. It's three years. It's three years. That's all you have to point to is a couple of things defensively. And, you know, overall, we're not necessarily, um, you know, we're, we're, we're good on defense. We're not great. Uh, we're just good. Um, you know, just, uh, it just seems rough that he's gone through a lot. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he's going to sign back up for another year of that. And he still doesn't have a quarterback, um, you know, to help him, um, uh, actually win some games on there. But, uh, just, just something I thought was, uh, was an interesting question. Yeah. Um, all right. We got away from the Cowboys game and for good reason, <laughs> but Eric, give me your final thought terrible outcomes. Yeah. Prediction score, all that jazz. What do you got, man? All right. Uh, I've got two potential scenarios here. One is we roll out Carson Wentz and or Taylor Heineke and lose 48 to 7, um, which is likely. And two, we roll out Sam Howell and he makes the Dallas Cowboys really think and work on defense and we lose 41 to 17. <laughs> But either way, I think we're getting we're getting okay. annihilated this weekend. Um, I would love to just come out and just spoil their division, their chance of division title. I think it would be great. I just don't think that we are capable of doing that at this point. Um, you know, maybe we pull out some of that Philly magic. I just don't see it this week. So I think we uh, it may you know we may make it a game in the first half, but I think uh, they'll pull away in the second half and it'll it'll be over. Uh, and it'll be bad. I think they're going to drop a 40-burger on us, and we will not get to 20. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I think that um, Ron, you know, he said at the press conference today, I'm going to try to win this game. I, I Well, you, you should have been trying to win the last game, not this one. This one doesn't matter now. The last one did. Um, but uh, so he's going to trot out. He can't trot out Wentz. People were throwing his jersey out on the field uh, after last game. I, 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 just, I don't see how that could even work. Um, with him bringing uh, back out. So I think he's going to start Heineke and they're going to try to scheme it up and they're going to try to go for it. And by the third quarter, we're going to be down by three or four scores. 
Hal's going to come in um, for like four or five handoffs and that's going to be the game. Um, I think Ron is, he just can't see the forest for the trees. And I think he's going to, uh, to think that his team has a shot and um, he's going to come out there with Heineke and they're going to give it all they can. And uh, it's going to be a blowout. Um, Dallas put 50 up on us, what, towards the end of last year. Um, I don't know if it gets that high, but it, it's it's not going to be close. Yeah, I I think we're going to have an offensive explosion this week and get to 11 or 12 points. Yeah, maybe 11 or 12 points. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens. I see what you did there. Dude, I, I think, honestly, what I would do this game is just – let Brian Robinson finish getting into full conditioning. I give him 35 carries this week. That'd just let great. him pound the rock. And just, I mean, what do you care about the results at this point, right? Um, like you guys said, I would bring in Diami. I bring in Cam Sams. Let Jake Fromm start and just pound the rock. And, oh, what um, about that guy, uh, Chris Paul? I keep hearing, I keep reading that he can play offensive line, but he's never been active yet. What Get him in the game. Well, now you got you got a commitment to Trey Turner. <laughs> you can't uh yeah that man is yeah, valuable my fault. My fault. Yeah, yeah you're right but i think uh score wise the cowboys got something to prove and i think that they are going to uh be out to prove that against us i'm going to predict that the score is going to be um 22 to 11 the cowboys 22 Ooh, that's low it first is. quarter <laughs> um <laughs> And I think, uh, look, if you care about this kind of thing, I think we're currently we currently have the 14th overall pick in the draft next year. Um, best case scenario, we could have the 10th overall pick, I believe, uh, if certain things break right. Uh, worst case scenario, we'd be in the, the high teens. Um, I'm not there yet in terms of worrying about draft positioning. But I just play the young guys to see what they got. And if you want to throw Howell in there, so what? Do it. I just want to protect that kid so he gets an opportunity, a legit opportunity. We just wasted a half an hour. No, no, no. Look, point, my, I already my, have one kid. I don't need any more. Like, let's just throw it out there and see whatever happens for. Protect him so he gets a decent opportunity for those of you that believe in him. I think he's a fifth-round pick. I want to make that clear. So I think he has to really show and prove that he is something more than that to me. But, you know, he doesn't care about my opinion. But that's how I see it. Um, anyway. I don't think it'll be a good game. I really don't. I, you know, pride is one thing, but having something to play for is a whole other thing. Um, and the Cowboys have a very meaningful game that has big time implications on them. Dak Prescott's got a few monkeys to get off his back. Um, you know, they just, we're at this point now, last game of the season, we're here so often. So uh, we had the same type of situation last year against the Eagles, uh, right? And we just laid a clunker against those guys too. So, um, anyway, if you made it this far, subscribe, tell your friends to tell a friend. We are on a quest for 1,000 subscribers. We are so close to 900. Close. Get us over the bar. Um, and uh, we appreciate you rocking with us as always. Once again, prayers up to Hamlin's family and him and that team and that community. Thanks, everybody. All right. Take care, everybody.